Blog Talk Radio. of the Indie Cafe on the Red Velvet Media Network, and that song was called Three Angels, and it's on C.J. Ramon's latest project. It's called Rey Conquista. I wanted to say that perfectly because everybody knows they get tongue twisted. Anyhow, um, this is a really exciting show. Um, I'm sorry we haven't been on the air lately, but we've been doing a lot of projects, and um, I just am so happy to be here today. The chat room is open, and also, if you'd like to call in, the number is 347-677-1036. And um, let's see. Um, So I'm going to bring Spencer on, and we have CJ Ramon in the room, and we're going to be talking about his newest solo project, and it's beautiful. And that song, Three Angels, 
is on his latest CD, and it is actually track number two, and we're going to be playing other tracks too. And if you'd like to call in and have any questions for CJ, excuse me, for CJ, please do so at 347-677-1036. And we would like to dedicate the show and when the guys come on to Tommy Ramone. Okay, so um, we've had Richie on, we've had, now we have CJ, and uh, we did a really good Ramon show before. You guys are there. Welcome to the show. Yes, I am. Hi. So we've had on, uh, yeah, we've had on, uh, Holly, we've had on uh, Denny Fields, we've had on, uh, we we had a lot of people, we had Monty Melnick, we had John Holmstrom, Mm -hmm. we had Tommy in 2010. And uh, here we have CJ. So it's kind of like really befitting. I, you know, it's so an Ramon interesting family reunion. <laughs> it's a reunion. It's a reunion, CJ. It's it's uh. keeping the name going. Uh, you know what I want to bring up? Uh, something uh, that I want to bring up. Your voice sounds very young on here, which is very interesting to me. And you have a very young voice, CJ. So it doesn't matter if you're 80; you'll sound. 30, 20. <laughs> and it's a very, and, and you know what's really cool, Spencer, is yeah. it keeps, yeah. the, the music is different, it's its own sound, but it keeps within the same realm of the Ramones sound, and what I exactly. found really interesting when I was reading yeah. a little bit about UCJ is how you're related to the Ramones family. You are married to the niece of one of the Ramones, correct? I was, I was married to Marky Ramones' niece, but... Uh, we are long divorced. <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. You know, but, which, uh, you know. which, you know, which but happens still. in life. But um, it's uh, yeah. We we were uh, we were married. We had two kids together. Oh, that's nice. The sound is amazing, and I want to tell everyone. And then Spence, I want you to go into your little show here because it's um, the Indie Cafe. I do special once a month with Spencer. And I'm sorry we haven't been on the air. And we're going to be off the air for a couple weeks. Um, we'll be back soon, but um, I want to say, CJ, this CD, if anybody can go get it, I'm going to, first of all, spell it out for everyone. It's R-E-C-O-N-Q-U-I-S-T-A. And look up CJ Ramon, and CJ Ramon dot, um, it's dot com, right? I, I went Correct. to your website. It's beautiful. Right. And Thank you. This CD is so special, and I'll tell you why. Because when I got the CD originally, it had two discs in it. And I was like, what is this, a double album? And I called Spencer, and I said, it's a double album. When I got home, I popped it in. It is amazing. It's the first time I've ever seen this done. It has a separate CD, the making of this whole thing and it it taught and you see the band you see all the all the stress they're going through and the challenges and all the really amazing things and all the footage in the background and everything that is like a whole story in itself so pick up the cd do yourself a favor keep with the ramones history and um there's some great tracks on here so away we go spencer i'm gonna just let you carry on here and cj i'm so happy you're here and again if you want to call in Call, guys, and the chat room is open. And if anybody has any questions for myself or Spencer or for CJ, please call 347-677-1036. And if my voice sounds funny, sorry, this is just how I am today. Go ahead. Hey, I wanted to I wanted to say, CJ, um, I know you were in the Marines. I want to respect you. And a lot of those people overseas, yeah. Holly and I, are involved are involved with uh, our respects to those people that serve our nation, and I'm very pleased that you did that 
and we're glad you're here for the, you know, you, you made it back. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, thank and, you. I saw and, that. Uh, yeah, and um, I wa- let's go into your very early life. Uh, you you were a big fan of Dee Dee's, right? You were uh, Yeah, yeah, Dee Dee was, uh, Dee Dee was probably, you know, one of the biggest influences on me as far as, you know, music and style and bass playing and everything goes, which, of course, made... Uh, Made it a lot easier for me to to um you know to to get into the Ramones. I I think when uh, when Johnny, in fact Johnny said it when uh, when I we first played together when he first saw me at the audition, I kind of remind reminded him of a young Dee Dee, and and that was uh, part mm-hmm. of the reason why he liked me right away. And also they said you were the breath of fresh air. That's a good one. I like that quote, you know. Yeah. I love that, to the too. Group. That, was, that was Yeah, great. right? Right, Holly? Yeah, really absolutely. Quote. That and was, uh, and I, yeah, go ahead. That was, I you know, for me, I was just, to, I was just trying to do the best I could. I, you know, I, I got this great opportunity to be in one of the bands I grew up worshiping. And all I wanted to do was make the live show as great as I possibly could and really, and, you know, show some of the excitement that I felt but what it ended up doing you know according to what Johnny and Joey told me was you know kind of gave them a kick in the butt to get them uh moving a little bit more on stage because right right there just before Dee Dee left you know they were kind of at a low point in their career and uh and um you know I was was just glad yeah I was just (laughs) glad that I could be there to help out I mean (laughs) it was a great opportunity real quick to you and Spencer you know I usually call it right away. I want to say, with all the Ramones shows that we've done and all the interactions with all the different Ramones, all the different family, extended Ramones family and all that, this family is so nice. And you guys are really willing to go the extra mile. I know you're really involved in your son's, um, I I read that, your son's recovery. And also, as Spencer said, you, you served. And just so you know, I do a lot of work with AnySoldier.com. I send boxes over to people. And I'm going to tell you, the Ramones family is very, um, you guys are all really nice guys. You all are (laughs) extremely, no, seriously. Thank you, thank you. I appreciate that. Everybody I've had on um, has been so nice, including Monty and everyone. You guys are awesome. Well, yeah, I think when when you've been around, the the music industry for a long time and and you're still able to be part of it you you get a little bit more appreciative than when you are when you're younger and you just feel like and you you're deserve helpful. it you're yeah. healthy you guys are all really helpful really nice guys you aren't jaded by the whole the whole punk rock scene and that's what's really really nice about it you guys are family people that's great. Yeah, I appreciate I wa- that. Thank you. I wanted to say uh, I saw the end of the century movie at City Winery yeah. in New York, and I saw that you know uh, I saw the uh, when the film first came out, and then I saw it again, CJ, and I I know that um, it, it's an incredible movie. I tell people like this is pro. I've seen so many docs, you know, on CBGBs, you know, that whole thing, and you see. Yeah. But this movie is so good. This movie, if anybody wants to know about the Ramones and the whole the way it was done. Yeah. The, right and the whole uh, sequence yep. of how the movie's done. Yeah, it's fantastic. The factual yeah, great. interviews. Yeah, right. Do you agree? Um, I, I, mean, I, I, as a fan, I agree. Uh, you, of course, I was a huge fan before I got into the band. But um, uh, I, I kind of saw that that whole mo- you know the whole process of that movie being made. The uh, mm. 
the guy who made it, Michael Grimaldi, was actually a friend of mine, and, and um, I, I oh, watched wow. him suffer through that, and he really, you know, it was several years of really getting beat up by, uh, by a lot of people who came in and tried to act, you know, tried to actually take the project away from him and take the really? project over, and wow. he, fought to, he fought to stay in charge of it, and, and I think he offered up the, you know, the best, uh, the, you know, the, the best um, uh, doc on a band probably ever. I mean, yeah, I've seen I mean, a lot of documentaries on bands that were interesting and whatnot, but for the most part, it usually comes out as the party line for you know for the band, like whatever the band wants it to be exposed. That's usually what you get. But he really, uh, you know, he really kind of went beyond that and, and put in there what you know a, a, a pretty objective um, piece on the Ramones, which was great because there was a whole lot of stuff in there that probably. Uh, Everyone would have rather have not gotten out, but because it does get out, of course, it's you know the fans get to to really see what it was like. Yeah, let me ask you a question about the group called the Remains. I'm interested in that. You yeah. were media in that. Yeah, how was that band? What was the story on that I, band? That was that was a project that Dee Dee was doing for a while. Um, Marky was playing with him for a little bit. I played with him for a little bit. It was uh, it was a lot of fun. We we did uh, you know we did a couple of different punk rock covers and of course Ramones music it was uh Dee Dee and his wife Barbara and like I said Mark and myself for a while yeah. and uh we had a great time I did a couple of shows with them we really had fun and what is this band Guitar Pete's Axe Attack I love that name it's great so that's, uh, that's um awesome. I, I grew up on Long <laughs> Island um yeah and yeah. uh there's like uh, Pete Brasino he's kind of a legendary guy on Long Island he was a real great guitar player he uh He's kind of the guy that um, taught me everything I know pretty much about playing live and stuff. He really, wow. uh, he was a really important guy, really influential when I was a kid. So um, uh, when when uh, when he actually when he saw me playing with another band and and uh, and came to me and asked me to play with him, he said, you know, we're going to be putting out a record soon and. As soon as I heard that, I was like, okay, and I got on board right away. And uh, I spent, you know, quite a few years playing with them. I had a great time. Wow. And La- Los uh, Gusanos, is that right, pronunciation? Right, that's right. And yeah, that was, was that? Um, that was my solo project. In the, uh, I started it up in the early 90s, just maybe two years after I got into the Ramones. Um, and when the Ramones weren't on tour, I would come home and I would play with, uh, with Los Gusanos. After the Ramones retired, I... I went out on the road with Los Cusanos pretty much, you know, permanently. And uh, until my uh, son was diagnosed with autism, I tried to go mm. out, you know, on a couple of tours. But yeah. it just it was too much on my ex and too much on me worrying about it. So I, I just ended up staying at home and, uh, and what a good you know, dad. You know, working with him. What a yeah. good dad. Yeah. 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 You know what I mean? Family. I try. I try my best. Oh, you're a good guy. So what, what who are your influences in uh, your guitar? I mean, uh, in guitar work, would you have any uh, musicians that you looked up to as you you know grew up? Well, like or? I said, Dee Dee was a big influence, you know. Um, but probably the guy that really made me want to play bass was Geezer Butler from Black Sabbath. Oh my Black God! Black Sabbath oh, wow. was my first favorite band. They were the first wow. band that I went out and bought all their records. First yeah. band that I was ever you know completely full totally into. So. He's a butler. Really made me want to play bass. It was uh, he. You know, he's just to this day. He's, he's probably my favorite bass player of all time. So, 
Um, and then it was, you know, uh, Dee Dee, like I said, and, and I really liked Paul Simonon from The Clash. Um, mm-hmm. Clash there were, there were a couple of guys on. along the way yeah. that, that I really, you know, I, I, I really kind of tried to learn as much as I could from because I just thought they were incredible. So. Yeah. Did you do, I, I mean, you do great, I mean, Holly and, and um, you know, Holly and myself will agree, your songwriting is really great on this album. Thank yeah, you. it is. Thanks it's a lot. awesome. For I a had solo a, project, this is a, a pretty amazing beginning of a solo project. Um, cool. It is. Thank it's you. Pretty, it's pretty, it's pretty right, it's right there. I, and, I, and like I said, if you don't go get the CD, it's like, it's so neat because it's, it's got the DVD in there. And I was just like, wow, <laughs> this tells a whole story, you know. It's yeah. so neat. Yep. Yeah, Holly, a, called, Holly called me up. She says, hey, Spence, there's a CD in there. I've never seen anything like this. And you know something? I've been doing CDs for years. I've never seen anybody doing it. It's, it's almost like you're, you're working on an interactive thing. Like you want yeah. your people to get it and go in on them, you know, literally. It's almost like the story know? behind, Spence. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you yeah, know right, when you do documentaries right. like on TV yeah. and stuff? That's right. And this well, the, to me would make a great documentary because – you know, for people wanting to know really what goes into mm-hmm. making and you starting out your solo career like this and all that, introducing all the different band members and stuff and seeing everything going along the way, to show yeah. people what really it's not that <clears throat> it's not that easy. There's a yeah. lot of stress that goes into it. And it was a great opportunity um, uh, to do this because, one, it was my first kind of, endeavor back into music uh, after a pretty long hiatus but also with you know all the different players we had on there we had billy zoom from x we had jay bentley from bad religion we had johnny mao from social distortion johnny two bags from social distortion we had um uh dennis casey from flogging molly we had um just a a a great list we had uh, steve soto and uh, dan root from the adolescents we really had like a great list of people, and all these guys came in and played on the record. And I, you know, I thought to myself beforehand uh, when, because uh, Steve Soto, who from the Adolescents, who's a friend of mine for a long time, when he told me the people that he had talked to, I said, you know, I, I have to document this. I, you know, as far as I knew, it could could have been the the last record I made, also, um, but. Um, the the response was you know we really got a good response to the record you know the fans really seem to have loved it it's it's been a, a really really successful project to me anyway and I yeah. don't mean you know selling a million records or sure. being all over the sure. press or nothing like that right. I mean just because the fans like the real Ramones fans the response that I got has been has been awesome and and uh, it the, you know watching back on that documentary. Um, you can actually see why, be, you know, besides the songs and everything else, why the record is so good. Because everybody that came in and played um, on it is doing it for the, for the realistically heart. for the From love the of heart. the Ramones. Yeah, you know what I mean? Right. They're doing it for the love right. of the Ramones. And there's several songs on the record where, you know, of course, the the track we opened up with Three Angels, um, I wrote that one for. Johnny, Joey, and Dee Dee, but there's several tracks on the record that are about the Ramones or my time in the Ramones, and I think uh, for a lot of fans, it, it really hit home. And you have it in one of the lyrics, low on ammo, is it? Uh, you, you mentioned yeah. the name for the Ramones, Johnny, and we, we wish, you know, they're, you know, I, I love that. I mean, it's, we got to keep their spirit alive. Yeah, that, you know, that's the, 
that's the, 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 the unique thing about the Ramones, you know, it's, especially now that they're all gone. I mean, you know, it's, the Ramones now belong to the fans, and it's up to us to, to keep them, Carry keep their memory on. alive and keep the spirit yeah. of their music alive, especially I mean, now when there yeah. is nothing at all like that I mean, going on. It's they're more between, important than ever. Yeah, it's you, uh, Richie, and Marky. Uh, those right. Are the, the, and Marky, I was on the show. Mark is a wonderful guy, and Richie we had on. But you know what's amazing is... Um, you know, Holly, the people we've had on, like Willie Nile, mm-hmm. or we had Willie Nile on as a great album, <clears> and we had Richie, who has got an amazing album. Yeah. And you have this incredible album. You guys really have a high point going on here with your albums. I mean, you're, you're like, uh, you and Richie... They're continuing on the legend, like he said. Yeah. It just yeah, feels exactly. right, you know? But the music's it's right, like, right, Holly? It is. It does. It point. all fits. Yeah. Yep. It all really fits, and you know, I I just want to ask. I know Spencer had asked what were your influences, like mm-hmm. um, you know, guitar wise. But I would like to know like what it was like growing up in your household, and what you were listening to when you were younger. What made you decide that this is what you wanted to be was a musician? I'm really lucky in that my uh, my dad really listened to a lot of different stuff. My dad and my mom. Um, I grew up with everything from like real old country, you know, real early yeah. Johnny Cash and, and Patsy <laughs> Klein and, wow. you know, Hank Williams Sr. Um, I grew up with everything from, like, that era all the way up to, uh, you know, Hendrix and The Doors and all the classic Led Zeppelin stuff, all the classic rock stuff. So I, I really, uh, and, and you know, tons of 50s music. My dad always loved all the stuff from the 50s. So I, I, I'm really lucky in that I was exposed to all of that as a kid. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah. It, was, it, it was really neat. But, I, you know, the, the thing that made me play bass, the, the, what, how I actually ended up playing bass was I was, I was in sports when I was a kid. I, I played soccer. That was, that, was my, uh, that was my main sport. Um, I... Uh, after graduating from eighth grade, I picked a, um, a high school on Long Island and had one of the best soccer teams, uh, St. John the Baptist in West Islip, New York. Yeah. And the summer in between eighth and ninth grade, I had a six-inch growth spurt, and um, I ended up with something called called Osgood Schlatter syndrome and had to wear mm. knee braces for two years. Oh, wow. It just no tore way. up all the connective tissue mm. in my knees. Oh, so I, So, I, you know, I was bored out of my mind um some friends of mine had a band and they did not did not have a bass player so i said to my dad you know why don't you get me a bass and uh and that's what happened i got a bass and i sat around and And myself to play never took a lesson it was like healing for you then so absolutely for, for me for everything that i've always said to everyone i i i really believe music can heal a lot of people in a lot of different ways I really do. Yeah, absolutely. It's sound vibration, yeah. you know. It's uh, exactly right. Yeah. You know absolutely. what I mean? And this is just so cool. Um, uh, when you made the CD, are there any, any? Well, I know every track is probably very special to you, but is there one right. or two tracks that really you have that have a story, like King Cobra and and um, Ghost Ring, I mean, do you have any stories behind any of these titles of these songs uh, that you'd like to share with our listeners? Probably the best story is um, the one for uh, Three Angels. Uh, I had 
I had always wanted to write a tribute song to the Ramones, but mm-hmm. to try to sum up, you know, your relationship with somebody in one verse yeah. is a really difficult thing to do. It's really, it's really super difficult. And I just kind of let go of the idea and 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 figured, you know, maybe someday something will come up. One morning I had dropped my daughter off at school and I was driving back um, to the house and all of a sudden the lyrics started popping into my head and it was line after line after line. And the melody line was coming out instantly. Uh, and it was coming on so fast and I was so afraid that I would, I would, I would lose it that I pulled my truck over to the side of the road. I grabbed a receipt and a crayon from the, from the back seat that my daughter had been coloring with. And I wrote out the lyrics right there. And as (laughs) soon as I had them all down and they literally came out, I mean, that entire song literally came out in in, in under three minutes. I drove home immediately. I picked up my, uh, I picked up my acoustic guitar and, when I tell you that the music was already there, it was. I'm not lying. The the entire song no, probably took a total of five yeah. minutes to to write, and um, and I wish I could say you know I sat down and suffered over these lyrics and it took me no. so long to because there's so much feeling in them. But the truth of the matter is. I gave them almost no thought. They literally just poured just out, out. Wow. just how that is. And when I sat back and read it, I, I thought to myself, there is no way I could have consciously sit and sat down and wrote this. There's, I'm not gifted enough to be able to express myself. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But that's, I've heard other somewhere. songwriters say that, that the best songs are the ones that come out like that. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. right. I, yeah, you know what they call it? Divine Rock Intervention. Yeah. Oh, that's cute, Spencer. Yeah, you know, it's funny because in the past when we've done shows, yeah. I've told him that there's a lot of people, pretty pretty high-profile people that I've gone, and we've been at places in L.A. at 1 or 2 in the morning, like a diner or whatever, and they're musicians. And, I mean, I have lyrics on the back of napkins and yeah. coasters and placemats <laughs> because yep. you never know. It's like it's right there, and it's funny. Yeah. Um, there was a song that Jackson um, ja- uh, Jackson Brown wrote um, right. in a second too that was like that, and yeah. I think a lot of it, I think it was in your heart. You wanted to do a song, a tribute, so that, and you were probably guided yeah. um, to do that song. Now I know you've gone on tour too, so let's talk about your tour stuff that you're doing and what your plans sure. are like right now, what you're working on. Did you, uh, let me ask you a question. Did you go to Europe? Yeah. Have you toured in Europe? Uh, yeah, I've been um, on my own um, without the Ramones. I've been over to Europe twice. I did uh, a yeah. month in Europe last summer. Wow. And I had uh, Johnny, favorite? Johnny two bags and Dave Hidalgo jr. From uh Social Distortion actually oh, comes great. with my band. Yeah. Oh God, I love Social Distortion. Where'd you yeah. go? Yeah. But um, yeah. So I've been over to Europe a couple of times. Um, I go down to South America just about every year. Um, I've been down to Japan. In fact, I'm going to Japan in November. I'm going back to Brazil uh, at the end of August. Um, and I have a, a new record coming out called Last Chance to Dance. I'm hoping that'll be out in uh, before November. 
I actually got signed to a record label, a big record label. I can't say who it is yet because we haven't done the uh, hey, congratulations, we haven't done the press man. release. But my we new record will be out. Uh, will you come back and, and <laughs> absolutely. be on the show? Come back absolutely. on when you get the album. Dance yeah. comes out. Absolutely. And we want to hear about the tour. And yep. I totally want to hear, like, because you know what, Spence, you and I both know what it's yep. like in Japan. Japan it's huge. American culture is huge over there, and especially yep. the Ramones, the ultimate yep. of American culture. You know, I mean, how more American can you get besides Bruce Springsteen, right? I mean, you know, here you go, right? So it's like you're going to Japan. It's going to be, an, I, I'm sure you're going to be very well received, and you are going to have an amazing time there. And I just want to say to everything that's going on in the world right now, it's pretty crazy. But you know what, um, you know, just focus on the good stuff right now because I've learned you have to. You just have to. And I think this is so amazing that you're going to be taking your music on the road and taking it to people that want to hear it. What kind of Absolutely. tracks are going to be on this um, new CD, Last Chance to Dance? What's it gonna, what kind of tracks are you doing? It's uh, it's It's... A lot like um, Ray Conquista, you know, musically. Um, awesome. It's a lot like Ray Conquista. It's a little bit less. Um, it's a little bit more fun. Uh, Ray Conquista cool. had uh, some, you know, some darker types of songs on there. There are some real fun ones, but there's, you know, a couple of dark ones. But that was just getting some stuff out that I had been through over the. The yeah. years when I was away from music, so I got all of that, and this this next record is a heck of a lot more fun, and um, and uh, I mean if if you like Ray Conquista, you, you're gonna like this record. It's it's a oh, really yeah, good one. Oh yeah, awesome. I'm Did you ever? I've got to ask you a question right could, now. Oh. For the dedicating to the Tommy, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, Spence. Um, That's okay. A lot of people are saying that's really awesome that we dedicated this show to Tommy Ramone, and a lot of people are saying that they have your CD and that they love it. Cool. And that they've seen you already. Um, I've I've got messages here from um, the UK, Germany. I'm looking just at messages I'm getting, and, and cool. they're all. I mean, this show, just so you know, and Spencer knows, we're we're heard globally. Oh, and that's what I wanted to tell everyone because I'm so spaced out right now. Um, I have so much going on. Um, this show will be available afterwards on iTunes if you missed the beginning of it as a permanent collection, which is awesome, and also on the Red Velvet Media Network. It's a special edition of the Indie Cafe that I do with Spencer and Judith. Usually Judith's in California right now, which is so awesome. And um, uh, she couldn't be here today, but um, my love goes out to Judith. I know she's uh, in a beautiful area right now. And, That's right. Um, we're happy to have you. We really are, and we really want you to come back. Um, because yeah, and I mean we're I not think, ending the show right now. I'm just saying we want I want cool, you to come that's back. That's great. Because right. the energy is really good. Yeah. I want I, I want to ask CJ. Uh, uh, South America is like really big Ramones country. I think. Yeah. I yeah, mean, we did. Uh, our fun, yeah, yeah, our final yeah. show we did um, at uh, River Plate Stadium in Argentina, uh, soccer stadium, sixty thousand or seventy thousand people at the show. So. Yeah, that's big time down there. Yeah, we it, were. I didn't know that. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Argentina's big. Argentina's big. Argentina, Spence? Yeah. Argentina, Argentina, Brazil. Brazil, uh, the whole South America. Wins. Yeah. Uruguay, Brazil, Chile, all, all those yeah. countries down there, whenever we played, we always. The, 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 
crowds were unbelievable and the fans were great. You, you know how I know? Because I'm on Facebook, and you know they know I'm, I have a Ramones background, so I get a lot of the Argentina right. fan club, Ramones fan clubs on on me. You know, and yep. it's like I just realized, I said, gee, it's so interesting that that area of the world is really keyed to Ramones. They're tuned into it. Yep. You know, it's That's funny. That's really the, amazing. The Ramones um, really, um, I, I guess. I guess because of the time period when they came out and the and the image and the sound and everything, they've just really in a lot of countries have have earned this position of like the the epitome of of rock and roll, and yeah. I think it, what you know partially it's because they took that classic fifties style of music, sped it up and distorted the hell out of it, and kept all the nice melodies in it and and the, and the harmonies and stuff, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think people, you know, I think people just identify that with America, which is, you know, which is awesome. I mean, it's the, it, we really get treated, especially in somewhere like South America and Japan, we really get treated with respect when we go there. You know, and the, we oh, always joke sure. around in the, you know, you tour in the states and you get treated like a schlep who's too lazy to get a job, but you go overseas and they, they, you know, make, you know, they make you a meal and they treat you with respect yeah. and they put you in great restaurants you know who, and yeah, the media you know treats that? you with respect. Steve Conti just did a European tour, and he was telling us the same thing. He said yep. his favorite place to go is where his wife's from, is Morocco. He wow. says over there, it's like amazing. <laughs> you know, the people over there are just so, so tuned into it. You know, and 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 you know, like I said, I think music is very healing, and I think that anything that's of hope. And anything that's positive and upbeat, I think that people are going to resonate towards right now, especially in the times that we're in. I hate to to keep referring to that, but it doesn't matter. It's like music is like its own vibration of its own healing. And um, to keep with the sound, I want to ask you, everyone knows. I mean, as soon as I hear a Ramones song or anything, I know it's one of the Ramones. Right. Define for me... What are what you think for our listeners and for Spencer and for myself? Because I know Spencer probably you have your own idea, but I just want to know. Define for me what a Ramon sound is to me. I I think it's like I said. It's really uh, it's it's like that um, that that fifty style of really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, uh, just really fun upbeat music, but the Ramones. You know, they took it, they sped it up, and they added some distortion and and a, a really great image. You know, the uh, that the first album cover, that Roberta Bailey image, it's just so iconic. Um, and Arturo Vega's uh, um, a logo that he designed with the presidential seal, and yep. you know, they had they had some really great artistic people around them that helped them create their their image. But that sound. Um, uh, was created actually by Tommy Ramone. Tommy, uh, it's I don't know if everybody knows it, but I think now it's a little bit more common knowledge. But the thing, since the show is dedicated to, to Tommy, I think it's it's fitting to put it in. Tommy yeah. is the one who created the Ramone sound. Tommy told wow, each member what instrument they were going to play. He told each member what they were going to wear. He was their manager. And they could not find a drummer to play 
the style of drumming that Tommy heard in his head. So he said, I'm going to play the drums until we find a drummer. They never found a drummer, so Tommy took over the position. Right. Tommy wow. created, realistically, Tommy is the creator of the Ramones. Yeah, it's true. He's the Isn't one that who did when you see, Well, you know what? When you see End of the Century, it almost comes out in that movie, which you know, I almost forgot part of that, uh, CJ, is that you begin to see in, the, in that End of the Century movie with interviews and how Tommy is, you start to see how really important he was. You know what I yep. mean? If people don't know it. He was, yep. like you say, the foundation, and, and he put everything together, and it's kind of like when he left, you can imagine what that was like. Right. I mean, it was like a missing piece that was so important, you know? I recognized so it. true, Spencer. Yeah. Yeah. I recognized yep. it when I was a fan to some degree, yeah. um, and, and only because I was a mega fan. Um, if you kind of, if you look at the Ramones' um, record collection, uh, Tommy plays on Ramones, Ramones Leave Home, Rocket to Russia. By Rocket to Russia, by the end of that tour, Tommy realized he could not handle the road. He, right. couldn't, he couldn't be on the road. It just wasn't for him. Um, so he decided he was going to stay on as manager and advisor. Right. Um, and, and that's when they, uh, they picked uh, Mark Ramone to come and play. So right. Tommy taught Mark that style. Yeah, I, I I designed oh, really? Road to Ruin. I, I yep. designed Road to Ruin and End of the Century. And yep. it, now the other album I designed is where Tommy's on. It's Alive, the live album. Right, That's a great album. Yep, that is a Did great you have live interaction album. Interaction with him, Spence. What was it like? With what? With Tommy. Tom, Tommy, yeah. I mean, I had a little bit. I mean, the group. Yeah, it's funny. I got, you know, I got really uh, got got along with, and I thought I wouldn't at CJ. You know why? Is Johnny. Because yeah. Johnny was always serious, you know, yeah. and like, to me, he would be the hardball for me, you know, what he'd be yeah. like for anybody, right? And it's yep. just the way his composure was, but I always hit it off with him. If I met him someplace or we met someplace, always, right. he loved my, and I heard later he really loved my design. I did not know that. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, but, but he was, a, yeah, he was, he was a really cool guy and he had a lot to do too, but, um. I don't know. I lost. I really apologize. I lost the drift on this conversation no. a little bit. That's flooding into John. Well, well, the the, uh, the the point that I was trying to make was that is if you look at their record collection, um, no. so Tommy is with them all the way up to Road to Ruin. So Road to Ruin, he oh, it's he, alive. He, I was going to say, yeah, I guess right. It, it's alive. Yeah. Road to Ruin. He teaches Mark uh, that drum style. Uh, mm. Road to Ruin comes out, and the next album. Is um the next studio album is uh end of the century. Now right. Phil Spector comes in, right? Right. That album is the first album that every song is not great. All the albums before that, every song on the album is killer. There's no filler on any of those records. That's true. That's end true. End of the yeah. century comes right. out. Right. All of a sudden, there's filler. Every album after that comes out, there's a lot of filler until Too That's Tough true. to Die, Tommy yeah. and Ed Stasium come back. Too right. Tough to Die is like their comeback record. Richie Ramone is now in the band. They're fired yeah. up. They have a great album, great sounding album. That album is great. The next Ed, album Ed they work Stassium with somebody. was yeah, Ed Stassium was really something else, right? Yeah. I mean, he, this guy yep. was really Unbelievable. Together. I tried to get him to do Ray Conquista, but he was actually tied up oh, to really? another project. Oh, wow. <laughs> but, That's um, really funny, yeah. Well, I but, have uh, to say so, that your passion for all of this is amazing because you 
Um, I mean, it's it's all truth. And a lot of people don't really understand what really goes into being a band and being able to work with each other and defining a certain sound. It's like you guys have, like I said, your own sound. It's very unique. Whenever you hear on a radio, oh, that's a Ramon song, you know. Yep, you know? absolutely. And I know, and I know that Spencer is really involved. It was has been involved in it for a long time, and and I didn't really know a lot about different the different albums with the Ramones until right. Spencer introduced me to it, and Monty, and everybody. And then now it's like you guys are just like here, and it's, yep. it's so amazing. Because and that's I mo- really love it. And, and that's mostly thanks to Tommy. It's punk rock, right? Yeah, true. Yeah, it's like punk Tommy, rock. Yeah. Yep. But it's punk but, rock know, in a way yeah. everyone could listen to it. That's the thing. Yeah. Well, they, they, the Ramones always had that kind of um, poppy edge, and they had that nice melodic, you know, the nice melodic um, vocal lines and, and mm-hmm. uh, nice harmonies in there and stuff. And they always had, you know, they had their there are a couple little love songs on each record, you know, I want to be a boyfriend and uh, can't get you out of my mind later on. And they, so they always had like that other side to them. They had these vicious punk songs, but they also had these nice poppy love songs on there too that, you know, yeah. they really they really covered, um, I know a lot of people wouldn't see it that way, but they really covered a lot of ground on their records. They really did. They were, you know, definitely, definitely, definitely unique in, in that aspect. Very you know, few I, bands could pull off a song like Warthog, and then yeah. I Want to Be a Boyfriend. There ain't a whole lot of bands who could who could who can make that leap, and without losing a huge portion of their fans. That's but true. Uh, the Ramones did it. I mean, there's songs like I Want to Be Sedated. Uh, there's some incredible. Totally, that turned me on to so many of the songs. Yeah, they, Real quick, just, I want to make a, yeah. an announcement because, you know, we're getting into the middle of the show here again. This is the Indie Cafe, and today we have C.J. Ramon on, and if you missed the beginning of the show, the show will be on iTunes and on demand on Red Velvet Media under the Indie Cafe. The chat room is open. We'd love to talk to you, so why don't you call us, 347-677-1036, and... Um, and the website, I've put it up, and also you can find um, CJ on Facebook. Go there, like it. Also go to cjramon.com. It's a beautiful website. I love your website that you're building. Thank you. And I really love the tour page. The pa- the tour page is really cool. I like. It's very. It's very pretty. I mean, I mean, I I, I hate. I, I'm not pretty like pretty like a flower, but it's it's attractive. It it really makes you want to go through the website. That's right. And I, I you agree know what with mean? that. And it's like you, you look got, at it. You got to have a good. And you know, Holly's bringing up a good point. And I'm a designer. You know that, Holly. So it's like it's yeah. like you got to have a good design website. And if you have a good design website, it makes it so not. You want to like flow through it. You know, you really want to flow through it. You know. So and you have. You and I, Spencer, really would cool. work really well together because we always see the same thing. Like we talked about with yeah. the Instagram contest. I have a really good eye for art. I've always had a good eye for art. I know, and, uh, I know you So do. for yeah. music, um, it's really funny. It's like whenever anyone's going to do a show and there's no music maybe with it, like if it's an author or something, uh, I always find the right song. And they're like, oh, my God, that just is such a perfect song. So your so music want, is a great soundtrack for life, I think. Yeah. I want to bring up a point for uh, CJ. I uh, was at the yeah. cutting room. Do you know the cutting room in New York, CJ? Sure. 
Okay, so I spoke to Steve there, who's a very dear friend of mine, and I mentioned you, and he told me this. He said, have CJ call me. <laughs> I oh, like cool. that one. All right. <laughs> you, should, you should play there, man. You should play there. It's a great place to play. Love to. Oh, my God. Yeah, I, he would be perfect at the cutting room. Or what about you know, what about... What about um, our favorite oh, city, place, city the winery. city winery? Oh my God, the city winery yeah. here in Napa is going crazy. They had Stephen Stills recently. They nice. had um, a Green Day. They got, I mean, yeah, they have they have a good. Yeah. And, but you know, like uh, last night, it. I saw J- James Maddox. Do was it. See, uh, yeah, Cutting Room would be cool. Yeah, uh, call me after this, you know. Uh, we'll do. Talk, okay, yeah, great. And I'll hook you. There. I'll hook you up there. I'll hook you up there. Right. Great. Yeah. Oh my God! So anyway, that would be I, so awesome. I know he's a the cutting room has a really great ambiance about it. If you haven't been there, it's like really cool, Holly. It's like yeah, I don't know, it, it, yeah. It has a, it's a different city winery is great. I mean, I'm not, I, but it's different, you know. But but cutting room's got this offbeat type of flavor to it, and it's kind of like it's offbeat. You know, I I can't describe. It. You have to be there to feel it. But we we had him on. You know, it's a different. But anyway, that's one lead, and you're right. I mean, he could play City Winery, too. I mean, CJ His music winery. is going to be heard anywhere. I'm going to tell you no. this right now. I think it's a good album, anybody, too. I mean, it's going to, yeah. I mean, it's, it's going to be, everyone's going to be listening to his music. And um, we had the gentleman on who is a friend of ours now in Florida that has CBGBs in Florida. Nice. Oh, he's Cosmo. so nice. Cosmo owns. I, I love Cosmo. Cosmo's he's so great. Sweet. I just spoke to him the other day. He's great. He's a Cosmo nice called guy. me up the other day. Yeah, he's a great guy. But um, anyway, so uh, what are your plans now, CJ? What is, what's going on with you? We're so, excited. Like I said, I'll be going to uh, to Brazil in in the end of August and oh, Japan great. Yeah. before the end of the year. But I'm really uh, I'm really just going to be, you know. Since I have the new record done, it, it'll be out uh, sometime before November. I'm just gonna, I just plan on touring like mad. I'm also um, trying to get a, a book finished up. I've been writing a book for the last couple of years, oh. but I'm oh, a really? That's obsessive cool. compulsive self editor. <laughs> Say again. Who's doing the I'm book? doing it. I'm just doing it myself. You know, I have a really great hookup for you, um, Marshall Terrell. And if Mar- if you know who he is. He wrote a bunch of books on Elvis and Steve McQueen and just re- finished a book on Will Turpin. If you cool. need any advice like on the side, he oh I gotta hook you up I gotta hook you up with Marshall. Marshall That'd is be like great. so great. At you should this things. sounds like yeah. the type of book that could go to a major publisher, by the way. Oh, I can't wait. That's you know, so fun. It's I mean, a uh you know, it's 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 not just about my years in the Ramones either. It's I you know, it's just the way, the way I approached it was I wanted to try to get people to understand um, where I'm from, why I am the way I am, and whatnot. Oh, that's and cool. the, yeah. My years in the Ramones, of course, are, are a big part of it. But um, you know, I go all the way back to my childhood and then all the way up to uh, just as oh, the Ramones. Oh, that's great. Oh, that's yeah. great. Yeah, yeah. Because you're a big part of uh, dynamic. I mean, I want, you know, it's funny when you. I don't know. I think about my life. It's like when I started, when I worked for Sire Records and Seymour Stein, I was doing Talking Heads. I was working on great projects. Right. And it was like, but I never knew. I'd hear the stories, but, you, you know, at that time, I didn't realize what it was going to become. And all those groups became major, like Madonna and Talking Heads and Ramones. Yeah. Right? And it just, and they just keep on going. I mean, the Ramones are interesting. I don't think Warner Brothers 
was really, I mean, they always fought Seymour. You know this. I mean, I yeah. mean Warner Brothers did not understand Talking Heads. They didn't understand Ramones, right? They didn't yep. understand all that stuff. And, you know, look at look iconic. You know, these things are iconic right now. Right. Yeah, that's uh, I think, <laughs> that's I think why people is. like Seymour are are so respected because they recognize you know they recognize new yeah. things and they're uh, they're able to uh, you know they're able to see the potential there and and to and to stay with it until it happens. So. Right. I can't get o- Holly. I can't get over how young CJ sounds on the phone. I just can't. <laughs> well, you know what? I mean, really you cool you've got too. the next generations. You know, you've got not a lot of generations that. coming. Not He's only got that, a lot of ger- when yeah. yeah, when you watch the DVD, and I'm telling this to everyone, when you see the DVD and you see, you are like you come alive when you pick your instrument up. You do. You become t- totally animated. You have a whole. I mean, I see you in the in the in the in the you know DVD, but then when you pick up your instrument and you really are playing and you can really see that your heart is in it, that's the most important thing because that was the next thing I wanted to bring up to you was your heart and your soul is really in this music like you wanted when you wrote Three Angels, which we opened up with. Um, I want to ask you because I know how I feel and I know how I know how um, uh, Spencer feels. How do you feel about today's music? Some of it's really great, but I think a lot of it is overproduced and not natural. Yeah, it's um it's losing its uh, feeling. It's yeah, all, it's I I would agree there's not a whole lot of emotional depth in music these days. It's but you know, it's I think right now in general like our culture has traded, you know, like wisdom and and uh, and you know, anything that's real for being clever you know and that's really what's yeah. going on very it's much, everything yeah. is is very formulaic there's very little feeling in it you know it's you know there's not a lot of emotion in it you know the kids know how to dress real well and they know how to you know make their guitar sound great and they you know can do an album on 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 garage band and it sounds oh wonderful oh my god totally but there's just yep. It's total, yep. totally lacking depth, any emotional depth, and I think that's really what's missing. But you know, it's like I say, and I hate to sound like an old crotchety man or whatever. But a bad day You're for not. my kids, you don't. a, no, a bad day for my crotchety. kids is like, you know, if their i five goes down, you know, that's like a bad day for them. But yeah. <laughs> when I when I think about it, my son is sixteen, and by the time I was sixteen, I had a lot more, you know, experience in the world than he has. Um, but, uh, and you know, that, that takes its toll on, uh, that takes its toll on, on, on creativity and stuff, because if you have nothing to pull from except what you're watching in videos on TV or, or getting oh, yeah. violent video games, it's just not, it's, there ain't a whole lot of emotional depth there. I mean, I watch, you know what I watch? I was telling Holly, uh, there's a channel called Palladia. It's under the VH1 channel. Do you ever see that channel? Have not. Okay, this channel is amazing. I, I didn't think, you know, I thought it was going to be like Fuse, which I can't stand. It's a lot of noise. But right. this channel has festivals, also has exposure to new musicians, has a great series on um, Daryl Hall at home with Daryl Hall series. Oh, right. I've, I've, I saw one episode of that show. Yeah, that, and so they, that channel is very interesting to me because the format is I'm learning what I'm learning about, I'm trying to pick up, uh, and 
uh, is that the new musicians out there, uh, the guy like, like Jake Bug, there's this guy from England, he's a very good young musician, and right. they're saying things, he's got very good lyrics. But, once, you know, they've got the other stuff, he goes back and forth, but you'll, once in a while, I'll pick up some group playing and some concert I never heard before, or I've got some, it's really amazing. And, and so that's a great channel to watch. But, you know, I think what it is is, you're flooded with so much sound, more so, seems like uh, more than years ago, it seems like there's so much sound coming in from all kinds of bands that has right. never been before, and it's like you've got to pick out, out of this whole thing, <laughs> the, the few that are in there, and there are some, right, but it's like a lot of, there's a lot of junk there, right? You get a lot of yeah, junk. That's absolutely true. There are a ton of bands out there now. I mean, it's even even to go out and play shows, it's difficult. Clubs don't even want to pay anymore because there are so many bands willing to pay them to play. Oh, re really? So, well, yeah. so it's yeah. it's. True. I mean, it's wow. really you really have to wade through a whole bunch of crap to to find any you know anything worth listening to. But well, there are do, there yeah. are still some there are some good still some good bands out there. I mean. You know, you could, uh, there's a band uh, from L.A. I really like a lot called Fiddler. They're a real mm -hmm. heavy band, but they're really good. I like them a lot. They're they're very old school sounding. Um, and you know, then there's the Burger Records. There's a ton of good bands on their label. They've they've got a lot of good stuff going on. But for the most part, when I whenever I put on music, I find myself listening to the stuff I listened to when I was a teenager, and and mostly because. You know that the stuff that you hear when you're a teenager just impacts you like nothing else will for the rest of your life, and uh, you know you'll 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 always get a way bigger thrill out of listening to that. You know, and 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 not necessarily because it reminds you of your teenage years, but because it just speaks to you in a way that you know nothing else can. You know. Well, well, you know what? What's refreshing. I know Holly agree. She's going to agree with this. Is that when when we have like uh, brought on Willie Nile and we had uh, Richie Ramon and we have you. I, I mean, there's it's all creative music. First of all, it's all creative music, and there's no covers junk. You know, it's really all creative stuff, and it's very yep. fresh, and it's very fresh, and it makes you feel like uh, you know, it makes you feel good, and and that and I always learned that that the creative sound. Uh, Pat Kenny, Kenny's Castaways taught me this when I worked for Pat. Uh, I was designing for Pat at Kenny. You know, Kenny's Castaways is one of the great clubs. A lot of spring musicians sure. And Pat told me the first thing he told me. He says, "You know, Spence, it's got. Uh, I want. I want to hear creative music." And that always stuck with me. That word, creative yep. music. And I, you know, I can't stand cover bands. I can't handle them. I mean, I don't care. Yeah. I mean, and you're you're like the Ramones carrying on with a fresh tradition of fresh music. That's to me what's going on with you. And that to me is more than seeing a band playing the Ramones, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yep. You know what I'm saying? And that, that means a lot to me as a, as, a, as a person in music. I'm sure Holly agrees with that, right? It's Holly? so true. It's so yeah. true. And, you know, that brings me into a question I'd love to ask, Spence, and that is for me to ask you, um, me? CJ, is two things. First of all, um, what are you currently... I have two questions to this, so let's answer the first one. What are you currently listening to right now? That's not your music. What's in your What's in your uh, car? What do you get inspiration from right now? I uh, I really listen to 
mo- now mostly I, I listen to fifties music. I can I wow. can honestly say I mean okay. I I listen to you know like a lot of Buddy Holly and and, and um, Little Richard and you know I think I, you know I I, I guess bec- now especially because I'm I'm back you know I've been writing music for a while I've gotten back to writing music and stuff and. You know, when I go back and I listen to like the, the the early the earliest stuff, it's um it just it it makes me it, it, I'm just way more inspired to write when I listen to it that invokes, stuff. It doesn't it? Doesn't it? Yeah. Invoke, when like, memories when you stuff? go to the source, you know what I mean? Yeah. It, it really is like going directly to the source. Like uh, you know, n- now I think to myself, why would I even? You know, you know why would I even listen to anything else at this point? When realistically, the source for everything are those original rock and rollers from the fifties, yeah. and I, I really still love that stuff a lot. It still me inspires me to write, and it's it's still fun to listen to. I used to be an old rock and roll collector, and I you know I used to trade Did records you? with Al, Al Al Cooper at my college. Al Cooper, before he went to New York and played with Dylan and Blues Project, used to trade records with me in college. Al oh, Cooper. that's cool. Yay. And so I was like an old rock, yeah, I was an old rock and roll collector. My my father, my first record I ever got was Hound Dog, Elvis wow. Presley. My father <laughs> bought me that. And so how did I know Holly or CJ? I mean, that get is into so this, funny. In music, and, and my mom was a singer, so I had that going in my Oh, genes. that's great. But, yeah, yeah. So it's like reminds me of what you're going through. I mean, the understanding of your parent into something yep. and nurturing that thing. That's so important. And we have that, right? Right. To have so that support. It was, yeah. Yeah. I so, I just want to finish up this saying about the foundation where, where rock and roll records, what yeah. you're talking about, CJ. Yeah, th- th- those are important. And, e- and uh, even. Uh, cl- you know, in some ways, it's very bizarre, like blues and stuff like that, and all that. Yeah. Go ahead. That's, going, that's going way, way deep. That's yeah. going it real is. deep. There's you a know, lot if you of emotion in blues. Yeah. That comes yeah. to my second half of my question. I want to ask you. And Spence, you know me. I ask things that make people think. Um, yeah. I want to ask you because you know what? For me, it really sparks for me when you said you listen to the old stuff. It's really funny because when my daughter was a baby, the only thing that would really calm her down when she was little and I would go into her room would be the platters. And I don't, I can't tell you why, but that was what I put on. But I want to ask you, if you could play with anyone that's alive today or has gone to the next place, who would it be and why? And then I want to know what your perfect tour would be. Um. Well, uh, one one person who's gone that I would like to have had a chance to play with would have been Johnny Cash. Wow. Yeah. Absolutely, for sure. I would have loved to have played with Johnny Cash. It's probably one of my favorite all-time, probably in the top three of my favorite all-time artists. I just, you know, ton of respect for the guys. Yeah. Only nobody else like him. Nobody else like him. Have you met him? Like, did you meet him? No, I never met him. Never met him. I, I did. Wish. He's an amazing man. Amazing. I'm man. sure. And he's true. One of the one of the smartest, most emotional people I've ever met, and I knew his daughter really well too. So. All right. And if somebody intense. who's That's alive great. that I would, I'd like to, I'd like to yeah. play with someday. Do I would love to do something with Tom Waits. Oh yeah. Oh my God. Wow. 
That's so cool. Oh my gosh. You have to call me afterwards. His 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 sister is my friend. You have I love to call Tom me. Waits. Love Tom Waits. Yeah, it was really I'm funny. a huge huge Tom I've Waits fan. Him. Never uh-huh. saw him in concert, right? And so uh-huh. one night I'm home. She calls me up, she goes, Oh, I'm going to a concert tonight at the Hollywood Bowl. Do you want to go with me? And I go, Who's playing? And she says, it's a surprise, let's just go. And I had been seeing her brother all this time, you know, in and out of the house and at, at lunches and dinners, and I never knew who he was, you know. I just Right. And, and so we go and we sit down, and all of a sudden it's her brother on stage, and then it's packed. And that was my first, my first, you know, in, introduction to Tom Waits. And wow. Talk about heavy music. Yeah. But, He's you know, awesome. that, that's... That's cool. So would that be your perfect tour? Would you want to go on tour with him? Or what would be your perfect tour for you? Oh, my perfect tour? Oh, boy. That's, <laughs> yeah. a, hard one. that's a hard one. That's a hard one. Uh, you know, I, I, I want to hear this. I think, yeah. you know, I think realistically I've already lived that. You know, I've, I've lived that. My perfect tour was, oh. you know, playing with the Ramones. I've, right. I've kind of, I don't know. That was your dream. I really yeah. don't know that I could do anything uh, you know that, would, that would ever beat awesome. that. That's that's yeah, cool. Yeah, that's that's it. That's it. That's it. You played it. You played. Yeah, you did it, and you did it, man. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. You did your dream. What's this expression? You did your dream. Yeah. That's so. You know, cool. we have extended the show a little. I hope that's not cutting into your time. I hope you don't have to go right now. No, Are you I'm there? fine. Okay, cool. Because we we really like to continue. Um, I know that we have some more questions. I know that I do. Um, yeah, Spence, got, what do you? Okay. Um, I, I want. What do you? I want to know, like, what a typical day for you is, because I know that you're very involved in your son's son's life. Yeah. And I know that you've given up a lot, and we always sacrifice a lot for our children. And I think that's sure. the most important thing in our life as parents. We do that. We acknowledge that. What's a typical day like for you, and how do you find time to? get this new project that you're coming out with and all that and how do you prepare for going on tour and leaving everybody well um my my day-to-day life is is a, i have to say it's it well i shouldn't say it's boring but it's pretty yeah. uh it's pretty much what most parents experience i Got to get up in the morning and get my four-year-old to school and uh, make sure Aww. my uh, my two old and my fifth, my thirteen-year-old, my sixteen-year-old get out the door and and do their thing. Um, you know, the I I spend I do spend a lot of time during the day um, working. Uh, you know, working on uh, you know on the band and and making sure things happen. Coming up with everything from you know new songs to T-shirt ideas and. Try to get a little bit done on my book every you're day. You're creative. You're creative beyond be. your music. I try to be. You have a creative mind. I try to be. Yeah. yeah. But When's it's, your um, birthday? What, October what, 8th. What are you? Pardon I'm a Libra. It's a Libra. Hey, uh, Holly, Libra. by the way, wait a minute. Listen to this, Holly. The same birthday, yeah. right? CJ is Johnny Ramone. Correct. No way. <laughs> yep. Me and Johnny, which I, same day. Which I found really interesting. Really? That yeah. is crazy. So you're and they hit it off. And they hit it off. Johnny loved. So CJ, you're into right? balancing everything and making everything like work. Um, Absolutely. That's like really cool. You see, you've got that creative edge, as well as a reality. You have you have a sense of reality where your whole home life is really important. Because I can hear 
And just from reading about you, you're very passionate about life, real life, not just like the life that a musician lives. You're involved That's in right. your family, yep. and you're not afraid to tell anybody, which no, you know, is really crazy. Not. Some <laughs> people don't, really. I mean, it's yeah. all like, you know, you only get to know them as an artist, like their music, right? And it's yeah. like, that's what's really cool about doing these shows on the Indie Cafe and also on Red Velvet Media. Um, we like to get to know what's behind the music. And you you really, I mean, like I said, I was blown away with the DVD. Loved it. Thanks. But it's, and, and I mean, it's pure raw emotion, the most important thing, because a lot of people really want to know. It's like yeah. it's like a lot of answers can be, a lot of things, questions can be answered in this DVD. Um, you get this and you see it, and then your questions are answered. But this show, if you are a diehard Ramones fan or um, a diehard um, a person that really wants to know what's behind this new CD, this is like a great show. And again, it'll be on iTunes afterwards if you missed the beginning of it. Um, and... It'll be available immediately afterwards on um, Red Velvet Media because Red Velvet Media and we do the shows with the Indie Cafe and Spencer and I have done a, collaborated a lot on the shows on Red Velvet Media too. So it kind of crosses over and it's really cool because we cover pop culture and um, you definitely are pop culture. Cool. And, cool. Um, you know, Spencer knows because what goes in – to a lot of creating like CD covers and stuff like that. What um, do you have a lot of input on that? Because like I imagine you would, because I hear you talking about logos and this and that. Yeah, I I pretty much I come up with the design ideas for just about everything that uh, that we've ever done, from T-shirts to CD covers. Yeah. So, but you know, to me, I. I like that side of it. I like that aspect. I'm not necessarily gifted in making that stuff happen. I, I'm not always the guy who can draw the picture or take the photograph, but I, 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 it's always my idea. I always say, this is what we should do. This is what it should look like. So, You know what I like? So the, the two, well, I want to bring up, so I wanna bring up some. Oh, thank you. You uh, are, I Spencer. Just, thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs> but I wanna, no, he I, is. I just, no, I know. I've seen his work. Oh, thank you. But listen, the two photographs, CJ, on the inside uh, were really nice. The two photographs are, that you're hit with. Aren't they yeah. nice, Holly? I love so the So who website. photographed those? Who photographed those? Um, the, uh, the guy who, who photographed them, his name is uh, Go Fukasawa. We, mm-hmm. uh, we got introduced to him like through um, a, a mutual friend. He, um, he shot the album cover as well. Um, uh-huh. And the, uh, the funny enough, the really album cool. cover, uh, the the shot, I I really like that shot a lot. It and is. He actually took that while I was in the studio recording, and I was walking out of the the darkness, walking oh, out, wow. of the out of the darkness, darkness? of the vocal. Oh, that's so cool. That's and what he, happens sometimes. You yeah. know, sometimes I usually find I've I've done covers and nobody will know this, but the shots that are what we call off shots, they're shots that you don't pick, don't think right. you're going to pick. Those are the home run. That's the home yeah. run sometimes. They're the yeah. ones but that I, make it, really? That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, that was You know really what cool. I really love is all the photos that are on when I, because I've had to pick, 
I had to get some images to go along with the show because if anybody's listening on the player, there are pictures there. And I've picked some really cool images that that spoke to me. And I really love the picture of the black and white Chucks. I mean, those are great because it's so Ramon. It's like you got to have yeah. black and white Converse, you know. But you know yep. what really I want to ask about is when we when we close our show today, there's a song that we're closing with that I understand was co-written. Um, wait, you wrote? Did you write that one with um, Lou Reed? Oh no no no! Um, uh, Waiting for the man. Is that the um, song? No, when we Aloha. Aloha, uh, oi. oi! No, that was actually written by uh, uh, Queen Lily Ukulani oh, of right. Hawaii. I'm looking at it now. Yeah yeah yeah. Okay, yeah, so you did that's... work a lot with with Lou. You did, have you worked with Lou a no, lot? No, no, I was never lucky enough to work with Lou. I I had met him, um, and of course I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fan. That's why I covered uh, Waiting for the Man. But um, uh, no, I uh, I I never did get to to work with him. Well, you need to talk to Spencer. We just got finished doing a Lou Reed tribute show about oh, three cool. weeks ago, and it was amazing. And you yeah, know what? Really- you, um, you're so humble, isn't that? It's just so it's just so neat to to talk to someone that isn't you know because we've had certain people on the show and it's pretty much I can feel it out when somebody comes yep. on the show whether or not we're going to have a hard time talking to them or not. But you're pretty humble. I mean, um, about everything. Um, Lou was a pretty neat guy, um, and you know. Unfortunately, he had to leave us too early, but um, you know his his music has a whole own sound too. You can always tell when yep. it's a Lou Reed song or it's a Ramon song or yep. Bruce Springsteen. Reason I bring up Bruce Springsteen is because there really is no sound like like um, that that group. There's just yeah. there's none. Just yeah. like with the Ramones, it's like it's all in its own genre. It's like the Ramones, Bruce Springsteen, Lou Reed, David Bowie. You know, you guys all have, and, it, and it's really funny because these are all like real classic American rock and roll. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Um, what what kind of pro? What would you? What would be a dream project for you that you that you haven't done yet that you would love to do? A dream project. Um, yeah, like I would, playing somewhere uh, um, or, or like something that you haven't done yet that, that maybe we can make happen. Music. Besides Tom Waits. <laughs> it doesn't have to be music. No, it doesn't have to be music. Yeah, it could be anything. Yeah, it could be anything. So um, uh, I'm actually right now um, trying to get a, a documentary started. Um, oh, cool. Actually, it, it already has started. We've got... Um, uh, we've got some good people on board and stuff, but um, I'm going to be working on a documentary um, about the uh, the mafia in the music business in the uh, in the early oh, days awesome. of the 40s and 50s. So that how do you um, feel about that? Doing that, <laughs> let me tell you. Wait I had a minute, you know who wrote? I had Al Capone's me. niece on my show once, and and I. Could and and she was scheduled to be on. Let me tell you about that. She was scheduled to be on my show, and really weird, my internet went down, and oh. my studio went down when the show was supposed to be on. And then immediately it came up afterwards, and earlier that day she was supposed to be on a TV show. Nobody really wanted that book at, to be out there. It was called yeah. My Uncle Al, and it was 
talking about him not really being behind certain things and and her growing up as a child with him. Right. So she got to tell me a lot about what they think. Now, are we talking about the Italian mafia, the Russian mafia, whatever? No, I shouldn't say mafia. Really, what what I should say is organized crime. That's perfect. Well, let me bring up something that's very important. Tommy James wrote a book. Tommy James. Did he? Did you hear about that? Yeah, about the unearthing of early rock and roll and the mafia behind that's his book he has a book out right where, and that's about that it's about well it's about more like mafia behind the record companies and right which is supposed to be a movie with so tell me Spritzesi. tell me what the big deal is on this i want to know tell me tell me tell me is it well i i because of you know some of the stuff that yeah. And it, it, to me, it had nothing to do with the mafia, but, but organized crime for sure. Um, yeah. Some of the stuff that I saw firsthand in the, in the industry, I was always fascinated with that aspect of it. I always thought that, you know, that was a, that was a pretty, uh, you know, just a pretty fascinating uh, thing. So when uh, a friend of mine approached me um, with an idea for a documentary, um, his dad who is a uh, famous songwriter, um, um, uh, he approached me about doing a documentary on his dad. And we sat down and, you know, when we sat down and started talking about it, you know, when someone has an idea for a documentary, sometimes it's not totally focused. And, you know, to them it's real exciting because they have a personal connection to it. But so when we sat down and talked about it, uh, I started to realize exactly who his dad was and what he had been involved with and stuff and that part of it came to the forefront with a little bit of um of research that i did and the more you know the more you look the more you see and and suddenly i realized that it was a much different story than than uh what my friend had wanted to tell but he's comfortable with it being part of it so that is going to be... Uh, that's that's gonna, really cool. Do you have yeah. a cool. title for that's the book cool. yet? No, no title, no no anything yet. It really is, I mean, we're really, really in the early, early stages. Well, but um, you know we just got to um, totally well-known people involved. So yeah. we're, we're, totally we're, hey, it sounds cool. It sounds very yeah. cool. Because you know what? I, I'll tell you something. Judith and I... And a woman named Lee Stewart have a Southeastern Film Festival, you know, going okay. on next year in um, May in Atlanta and next November in Nashville with music and film. And we want entries into We have over 1,300 films entered already, believe it or not. And we have a great judging panel, very high-weight people. Uh, Mark Goodman of VH, VJ and VH1's a right. judge. Uh, oh, it's awesome. all, uh, Holly's even a judge. Holly's great. So great. we're going to yeah. have we have like a full plate with judges and really quality. But, you know, when you get your film done, enter it in our festival if it's done. Wait a minute. I'm a judge? I didn't That's know what that. I just said. Is that what that was about? Yeah, I emailed you about that, Holly. Sister, I'm sorry. <laughs> I've judge. got so much going on. And You're a judge, Holly. You're officially yeah, I, a judge. I didn't know. I didn't yes, know. Yes, you and, are. You know, for everyone out there, I'm sorry I've not been present, but I'm going through a lot of my own things right now, and it's I know, nothing, I know. you know, and I don't really want to but get I'm into it. I'm going to you're a judge. You're a judge. It's all good judge. stuff, though. It's, it's all, all good, good stuff. stuff. Yeah. yeah. And, but um, really good. I so will, anyway, I will let you... everyone know about it later. Not 
Not today. Yeah, not now, not now. But, yeah. but CJ, when you get done with the movie, maybe you can enter it. If it's oh, done, my God, I want to. It's a long time. I didn't know that. I'm excited now. That's really cool. <laughs> I didn't so, know that I was going to be part of that. Yeah. I mean, I emailed you actually days, but I understand. I didn't know. I, I know I got the email, but I've got so much going on. Yeah, no, no, it's okay. CJ, it's okay. We've yeah, got some really great judges. We've got really great judges. Wow. But, CJ, when you get the movie together, you know, this uh, our festival goes on every year, too. It's got, okay. We're breaking, we're breaking the Southeast with new filmmakers, documentary. We're doing a very cutting-edge type thing in a way. And our on our judging panels, like the con, we just don't do filmmakers. We have people in different areas that have a, a smart film sense. And, nice. and Judith, Judith and I have authored five film books, by the way, so... We're really wow. in that whole gear. Yeah, yeah. So when you get that doc done, man, enter it whenever it's done, you know, in our Cool. Festival. Yeah, yeah. That's so Thanks cool. a lot. I appreciate that. Yeah, I want to tell everyone, I, um, I went to CJ's website also, and when you go to the website, if you click on the YouTube channel, you can also see the King Cobra, the making of the, the CD that we're talking about today on his um, YouTube channel. And... Mm. Your website, um, I know that you have a lot to do with this because it's, it's really beautiful. I love I the colors. No, I love Thanks. the font. I love the colors. Um, everything about it looks really cool. It's really artsy. Um, you'd like it, Spence. Have you seen it? Yeah. And the I've Ramon the fan club in Japan? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is just so cool. Message we get from big Ramon. support from them. Oh, that's yeah, just so cool. Time. Yeah, well, I can imagine. Yeah, I yeah. mean, you know, when I went over there to Japan, it was like, you know what I did? I went over there, and I wear a lot, I wear jeans a lot. And I left probably about 12 pairs of my jeans with people there because they wanted a pair of Levi's or, or, or sure. lucky jeans. They're, it's hard to get, wow. you know. So, yeah, um, which... Um, which part of Japan are you going to that you like, or where are you playing in Japan? We are going to be uh, in, of course, Tokyo. Wow. Um, I think it's is it Don't Hiroshima. Don't eat the seaweed. I think it's Hiroshima <laughs> and, and uh-huh. Miyazaki. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. You, should, you, should, you should tape that and make it into an album, man. You should do a live at Japan, you know, like the... Uh, yeah, cheap trick at uh, you know live at Budokan. Budokan, man, you should do it. No, really, it'd be really cool if you did like a uh, live thing and do a CD on it live. That would be really cool. That is so awesome. That's great. Yeah. Well, you know, we are closing with a song called Aloha Oi. Right. Tell me a little bit about that song and um, what it means to you. So Aloha means hello and goodbye uh, in the Hawaiian language. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, um, actually, funny enough, Johnny Cash covered it at one point. Um, kidding? No, Johnny Cash covered it too. Um, but it's a it's a really old song. It was written by the uh, the the last um, queen of Hawaii, uh, Queen Liliuokalani, and she wrote it for her people. But um, I always loved the song. It always stuck in my head. And um, on uh, Ray Conquista was was kind of. Um, uh, kind of like, uh, a, I guess, like a goodbye to uh, my my time with the Ramones and uh, 
and you know a um transition into my to my own thing now so it just seemed like a really fitting song to put there on the uh mm-hmm. put there on the end of the record so oh, that's what really part cool. of the country do you live in um, i live in new york i live on long island are you oh wow yeah. so right near me cj right near me all right. Right near Everyone's me, man. Everyone's trying I'm to get me to come out there right now. And That's right. You're I supposed have, to come out here. I have a long journey ahead of me of some of my own personal stuff going on, and then I will take a journey. Um, I know that a lot of people I know are are on Long Island, um, also on, um, where where's that other area? Where does Mick live? Mick lives on... Um, Mick lives in Staten Island. Staten, Staten Island. Island. That's right. That's Staten what Island. I meant. That's like another and world. State like New York, world. a lot of my friends have cabins there, and yeah. all, a lot of people have invited me to go to those different things. So, I, you know, it's like for me, it's like that seems like a really great thing. What kind of weather are you guys having there right now? Beautiful weather Island? right now. Nice, nice. Low 80s, sunny, yeah. warm. Guess, how, guess what the temperature is here in Sonoma on the vineyards right now? Um, <laughs> you got to be in high 90s? 96. Oh, I was yeah. going to say 100. Oh, my God. I can't believe it. Oh, yeah. you're psychic. No, 96. Oh, my God. Wow. Sorry, my voice has gone in and out. Yeah, 96 degrees, and we're going to have it. And it's good because we're going to have a good harvest. But I am not going to be in Sonoma for very much longer. But it's really? cool, though. It's it's a neat area. Have you been to Sonoma? Yep. Wine country? Yes. I've been, uh, I think I've pretty much been everywhere in California at this point. Aww. My wife is favorite, from San what's Francisco. What's your favorite place so. to travel to? My favorite place to travel to? Yeah. Um, I always said if I had to live outside of the States, I'd probably live in Australia. Wow. Australia is amazing, isn't it? And New yeah. Zealand, have you been to New Zealand? Yeah, I've been to New Zealand, yep. Nice I love people. It. Real yeah, great, people. Great people and Great weather. It's just a really, really neat part of the world. I, I really like it there a lot. You know, it's funny. Last night I'm at this cutting room and I'm talking with a guy uh-huh. from Australia last night, Holly. I was That's talking great. with a guy from Australia. Yeah, I have friends that just left New Zealand and moved to Australia and they are in the, um, like, his wife's in the fashion industry. She does, like, um, um, like vintage clothing. And right. then he is in the Vespa industry. And so Vespa, oh, like, no, I, I know who you're talking about. I know who you're talking about. Quadrophenia goats, yeah. Yeah, and, yeah, the um, motorcycle guy, yeah. They were going to try to bring back, and then that's another group, the Who. They have a total sound for themselves, too. Um, it's like, you know, they're trying to bring back the whole mod movement now. So I could see how the Ramones, like, sound would be really cool, like in Roll, like the real yep. deal. You know? Yep. Yep. But I want to thank you so much for being here today. I know that we've got extended our time so long. And, I and um, Spence, do you have anything more that you would like to Just talk to? Just one more thing. This is very yeah. important. Our next guest next month, uh, CJ, is Jesse Malin. Oh, cool. And you know That's Jesse is rock and roll radio. You know that. Yeah. <laughs> and he's yep. a big Ramones freak. And he's the, our next guest, so we kind of like carry it over to next month, you know. Oh, that's great. Well, when you when you talk to him, tell him I said hello. I will. I will, definitely. And you got to call me in, uh, call me in the day, next couple of days, I could hook you up with a cutting room, all right? Great. Okay, definitely. I appreciate that. Okay, bro. And then definitely, um, uh, Spencer, you you have yep. my email, CJ. Yes, just yes, email yep. me and I'll hook you up with um, 
We'll get you. We'll get you hooked up with Tom Waits. Okay. That would be. Oh that would God. be amazing. Thank wow. you. Wouldn't that be like so cool? That'd be so cool. Be great. I love it. He's great. We're going to end the show today with a song called Aloha Oi. Um, and before we go, um, I know Spencer and I are going to be doing pop culture news, so I don't know if you want to hang on for that or just go and do what you got to do because I know we've kept you a long time. Yeah, i um, I got to go feed my kids dinner before I they... I know, I hear it. I can hear that. <laughs> That's why I was, like, thinking it's really good right now to, like, say... Rock like, and roll radio. A, rock and roll radio. Is there radio. anything you would like to say to anybody before you um, get off the air with us? I just want to say Ramones forever. Yay. Oh, how beautiful. I want to thank you so much, CJ, for being here today. And I want to also thank you so much for being so honest and open with everybody. And I hope that anybody that really is into the Ramones really appreciates this because, you know, this is up close and personal, real stuff. I appreciate so. it. Thank you very much, guys. Thank hey, you so care. much, CJ. Care, Have a beautiful weekend. And um, we'll play your song at the end. Have a wonderful Thanks, day. Thanks, Holly. Hey, call You're me up, bro. Welcome. Don't forget. Call me we'll up. Do. Take care, guys. Hey, take care. Have a good night. Bye. Bye. So, Spencer. Isn't that great? I love it. I love it. I love him. He's so nice. <laughs> he I'm guys? sorry he's my so voice nice. is starting to go now. It's okay. Yeah, it's okay he's here. a really nice guy. I'm just really tired today. Um, but he is a good man. He's got a good heart, and his heart's in the right place. He does. He does. But he you and I are going to do um, our pop culture news. Hey, man. So Ooh. we're going to go to a few minutes break, and um, we will be right back. Don't go anywhere. Yep. Who wants yesterday's paper? Who wants yesterday's gun? Who wants your city's paper? Nobody in the world. After this time, I finally learned. After the pain and hurt. After all this, what have I achieved? I realize I'm relieved. Who wants your city's paper? Who wants your city's good? Puts I love me it. like, 
Yeah, well, you picked that song out, and we are, have been using it for all our indie cafe shows. That's and, our show. Um, That's our song. Yeah, so this is the section where Spencer and I do pop culture news, but before we get into that, I would like to say to everyone the chat room is still open, and um, if anybody has any pop culture news that they feel that we should add to the show, please email myself or Spencer, and um, and we're both on Facebook, and um, yeah, I mean... Um, Let's let's just go right into Paul Culture I'll News. Go, I'll so go right into. Spencer's I want to start. on the East Coast. I'm on the West Coast, and um, I'm in the atmosphere too right now. <laughs> so so I'll, I'll start. I'm off, flying I'll, over Jupiter right now. Okay. <laughs> well, so, uh, I'm on Mars. Hi, Holly. Yeah, I'm on well, Mars. then that's good. Yeah. Oh my God, so it was, Zoe, it was Zoe Moon's birthday the other day. Oh you really? That's right. Yeah, cancer, you, know, you know what? You know what I sent her? You're gonna laugh. You know that oh. reprise um, of Venus and Mars about them waiting um, for the transport to come. A good friend of mine studies the stars. Did you ever hear oh. that version? I've never I sent heard that, that to her because they're really. It felt like it was just right. Maybe I'm just rambling on here. But anyway, um, so on the East Coast, what's going on, Spencer? Okay, I'll start off with number one. Yeah. I'm going to make another announcement. Our Southeastern Film Festival, which will be in 2015 Yay. in May in Atlanta. May in Atlanta and uh-huh. November in Nashville with film and music. And Holly Steffi is an official film judge on the panel. I just I want to make that announcement that. to the world. Happy birthday to you. Do we have a you. Facebook page? Do we have a Facebook page yet? No, I don't know. Lee's got to set it up. Lee Stewart is Somebody the head of it. Somebody needs to set up a Facebook page. You know me. She'll I'm probably, all about social she will, networking. Yeah, she'll, she'll be doing oh, that. Oh, cool. Yeah, I we already that. have we have at least 40 judges already. They're really top quality in film and different yeah, including acting. Me. and so Well, God, Holly that Steffi. just gives me one more reason to stay on this earth. That's right. <laughs> At least. Yep. And and then, uh, let's see. Okay, let me read down here. End of the Century, uh, Ramon's film I saw at City Winery, which was great. Uh, there's Tell a show. Tell me about the movie. Tell me about the movie. Well, you know, End of the Century is really, it really is one of the greatest doc films on a group I've ever seen. It's Because okay. it, from that Ramon's movie, you will know, and this is unbelievable, you'll really know each person, each one of those Ramones, including CJ and Richie and what they went through, and Marky and all of them from Tommy and, you know, Johnny and Joey and, you know, uh, Dee Dee. Uh, you'll, you'll, know, uh, you'll know all of them. It's like you come out of the movie, Holly, it's really amazing. that you, Usually this doesn't happen for me. I don't know. I've seen so many docs on music. You know, you don't get the whole picture. You you really see the whole picture. You you know who they are, the stories behind mm-hmm. them, who was what, who's that. Like Tommy was really a big wheel in that group, and a lot of people don't know how big he was. You know, he really was a big. Mm-hmm. But you learn from that movie, and the stories are unreal. And I mean, they really you, open who up. Who was there when you um, saw the movie? Were there what kind of people well, were there? Like, it was like, I would say it wasn't really a full house, but it was like people, you know, just people. It was a, first of all, it was a free thing. It was mm-hmm. on a, it was very unusual. It was a free thing on a Saturday night. And, uh, you know, just if you got a table, you got a table. And fortunately, there were tables for everybody. And 
and all of a sudden the movie comes on and you're seeing this thing there and it was really great at the time it was perfect because how did i know you know the show is going to come on so i learned a lot about cj and his relationship with the group i mean he came in and he was you know this i didn't know i mean when i read when i when i started reading how he replaced dd Dee Dee and you know, um you know all that and everything that know. happened and who he was married to and about his family and stuff it really it was very humbling at the same time talking to him really really made me realize he's a real person and i have yeah. to tell you that Richie is the same way we had Richie on recently um right. i mean right. you know it's it's like it's like that whole thing that whole group of that whole group of people and pretty much everyone that I've talked to, like Jimmy McElliot and um, you know, and Eva and Joey every yeah. one of these people are just and, and Shannon, I have to say Shannon and McDonald and Jennifer, everybody's so real and they're very loving and you have a place in their heart and I don't think that that's very rare. And far and few in between that you find I mean, people that are so involved in the industry that are real. Yeah, I, I was on, like I was on Marky Ramone's serious show, and I yeah. know where that was going because I hadn't met Marky really before that, and all of a sudden he was so mm-hmm. warm to me, and he he was just was really respected my work, and, and it wasn't about my work, it was really between his whole energy. He was really a nice guy. I mean, he was like really like down home, very down there. Well, right you're up, very right humble too, Spencer well, Drake. And for people oh, that don't know anything about Spencer Drake, <laughs> Spencer has written amazing books and has an amazing book, 545s. If you are a diehard Judith, vinyl Judith fan, you've got to Judith grab it. And Judith, and Judith, yep, I was going to bring Judith's name up. My partner. You've my designed... Partner. You've designed and created albums and CD covers for many people, both of you have. And um, I think that you are you have so many different facets of of, of creativity that Yeah, oh thank you. It's hard, I, you know? You know what you know what? I, I was brought up my father was an editor in film part of his life, so I, didn't I got know the that. film. Yeah, and and that's how I got the film thing. And my first cousin was Suzanne Plachette, the actress. You know, Suzanne uh-huh. Plachette. Oh, wow. Yeah, and my mom was in on radio singing when she was in, in the 40s. So I, I kind of was brought that. up in this, yeah, yeah, the creative the creative black. So I was just surrounded by different things. You know, I had music, I had film was the other one, and um, big time. And then I had, uh, you know, and then later it just evolved into these things. But I, I'll tell you... Um, Thanks a lot, Holly. I mean, you've been really nice. I, I, no, but, seriously, but no, because, you know, the thing is, people need to know what's behind the people that are actually doing a show. Mm. Um, you know, Spencer and Judith both are creative art directors and also have a lot of things to do, like the film festival and a lot of other things. And besides just doing the Indie Cafe, which came up because we were doing shows on Red Velvet Media, and Spencer just really had so many people he was working with. And Spencer came up with the idea, let's do a show called the Indie Cafe with me and with Judith. And usually I'm in the background, and Judith and Spencer will host the show. But Spencer and I get along so well with doing shows. 
It's breakfast that, with Holly and Spencer. Spencer yeah, Holly. I mean, it's really, seriously. I was told we should do a yeah. morning talk show. I mean, we sort of got a hook so, on this thing, you know. Totally. And, um, <laughs> and you're, like, really, you've got a lot going on. I mean, you, um, when we did the Lou Reed show, you're very good friends with Sylvia Reed. Um, yeah, she's you know, really you, wonderful. You know, and wonderful. a lot of the other really great, iconic artists of this time and here and past. You've worked with some amazing people. Oh wait, I wanted to ask you what's happening with the English Beat. You were working on a project. Well, yeah, that. I, I don't. They're they're away now, and I probably won't get to hear from them for a while because the album will not come out till March, which is down the line in 2015. Okay. But I saw How them. About that other project? Uh, which you're it, on. I saw them at City Winery, the English Beat. It was a great show, by the way. They were was amazing. It? I saw them. Yeah, and uh, Jesse Malin. Uh, who's going to be on our show next month? I saw John Barbados did an amazing show at John Barbados, and I saw this artist James Maddock last night at the cutting room who wants to be on our love show. He's amazing. James, James Maddock James. is unreal. I've seen James. Oh yeah, before, yeah, yeah. Oh my God, isn't he? He is a. Yeah, I've, I've met. Uh, he's a great. He's what you're talking about, Holly. He's this guy who's so incredible, a beautiful nature. It's like uh, Willie Nile loves this guy. You know, it's like I can see them both together, right? And and I'm telling you, it's just what you're talking about. He's so warm, passionate, you know, singer. You know, with the great l- lyrics. Yeah. Um, yeah. Right. So here I saw him, and then there's a show. I got to tell you about the show. Boo, it's called Boo Hoorah, DIY or Die at Milk Studio. It's a show opening. I went to Milk Studio, and it's a collection of all these album covers that were done either limited edition or like art limited style, which I'd never seen before. It was really an incredible album cover show. But these weren't like commercial albums. They were like small record labels or very low quantity of printing and incredible show. I got to tell you, it was an incredible art show and amazing people showed up. You know, Holly Milk Studio runs these parties in New York that are really unreal. They're good. They had a, sh- they had a opening of Magnum, you know, the photo house Magnum, famous photographer. Yeah. They had a thing on them last time. They just have a great show. Um, let's see what else. I just want to bring up some stuff here. Uh, Jesse, oh uh, August! I got to tell you about the shows coming up. Okay. August sixth, Jesse Malin at Bowery Electric. Mm-hmm. August eighth, Jackson. Oh, listen to this, Jackson Brown at City Winery. Yeah, Jackson August was just 8th. here. Yeah, awesome. Oh, he was there. Oh, wow. Yeah, and then he was here too. And August twelfth, Stephen Stills was here too. Oh wow! So they for me, it'll here. be a whole Sorry new thing. Sorry about my voice, guys. My oh, voice is going right. in and out. But yeah, no, no, no. August twelfth. Aaron uh-huh. Lee Tajian, we were talking about his music. He wrote with Jack White uh, something, and he says a free concert at City Winery on August 12th from 5.30 to 7.00. If you're around in New York, you should see that. August 19th, Haley Lee Cooper at Rough Trade. That Rough Trade is this great vinyl store in Williamsburg that I love, just vinyl records. They're a very hot store. And Blondie played there, you know, at Rough Trade uh, uh, months ago. Uh, August 31st, our friend Lenny Kay is playing at City Winery, the Nuggets 3 in the series of shows, the third show. And uh, and a very important date is August 22nd because Jesse Malin will be on the Indie Cafe. And that's my rundown in New York. Wow. Okay, so well, this, let me there's see. There's stuff going on in August. There's a lot of really that's cool stuff. That's pretty amazing. Well, let me tell you, New York is 
a really fun place to be, especially in the summer and stuff like that. Oh, Samantha Lewin, she's got, um, Samantha just said something. I want to give a shout out to Samantha Lewin. She has the Samantha Lewin Gallery in New York, which is great. She has Baron Wallman, um, um, Mick Rock, um, Frank Stefanko, Ed Gallucci. Um, she's got some amazing photo- rock and roll photographers. Right. Um, are we able to talk about your other projects you're working on, or is that still something well, that Well, it's kind of like, uh, let's see, there's still... No, I'm not okay, gonna, let's I'm not, not even bring it up yet, then. Till there, till, till, till this look, but we can't... The Southeastern Film Festival is going to be interesting because that's going to be every year. That means oh, you're a judge wow. for every year. That means you're a judge for every year in two yeah, different how cities. How are we judging that? I mean, how? Well, you know what? Oh, this is, I'm glad you brought that up. There'll be different film categories. I'm introducing okay. a very important film category, which is which they say the Academy Award should have, and that is opening credits in movies and TV. And that's okay. like the opening to Dexter or the Borgias and TV or. The great, you know, the beautiful mind opening credits that's in my motion by design book, or um, you know, great film opening credits uh, or TV opening credits, which which Kyle Cooper, which is a famous guy who wrote in one of my books, he's he did the opening credits of the movie Seven with Brad Pitt, a very dark movie though, but oh well, this will be really fun for me to be involved in. It'll be good emotional. Yeah, so we're gonna have that type of category. I want to bring this up. That categories, but there'll be different categories in film that you're voting. You pick your own category. There's short film. There's animation. There's different areas. So animation. animation. Yeah, so you pick out you know, your area, and that's what you'll vote on. Yeah, and and. Top, really great stuff. I'm sure there's going to be some great stuff. Yeah, there's going to like, be great um, stuff. That, you know. Some of my favorite movies are like Water for Chocolate. Love that. Chocolate. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a great I like film. a lot of the European movies. Um, a lot of the Sundance Film Festival movies. Um, and there are some really great movies out there that I'm sure with this film festival we'll be able to introduce people to. The films that you normally would never even get to hear about, which is really nice because this is what's really cool about what you're doing. And I can only say this because I don't really know fully 100% everything about it, but I can only imagine that it's something that is going to help people tune into the things that they normally wouldn't be able to normally see or know about. Like these shows. Yeah, you know what? You brought up a good point. What we're, what we're doing in, in a very dramatic form is breaking film in the southeast. Now, they have a Nashville film festival, but it's not really, it's not really a great one. And also, believe it or not, Atlanta has one, but they they don't have it together yet. So, but we plan to do it our own. And but the thing is that this is very interesting. All the cities, as you well know, like L.A. has 30 film festivals. They have 30. So what yeah. happens is every city seems to have a number of them. Now, what's really interesting, I've got to tell you the story. Is that Lee Stewart, who's the head of the festival, gets a call from Atlanta Film Festival, and the guy is uptight. He says, why are you having a festival? It's almost like, this is my city. Why are you bringing your festival? And that's ridiculous, because every city in the country has a number of film festivals. Like in New York, you have not only Tribeca, you have the New York Film Festival, you have a Williamsburg, you have the Brooklyn Film Festival, you have another Williamsburg Film Festival. You know There's they a have number one here in Sonoma? They have a Sonoma Film Festival, and I'm it's sure. very interesting. Yeah, can you imagine you know that why? he called up? Can you imagine he called yeah. up? He's on an ego trip. It's like, why it's are you... It's crazy. 
Yeah, and, yeah. But anyway, we're doing it. That's the whole point. And but by the way, we're going to be very cutting edge. Our judging panel is like on the line. I formed it, formulated it in the line of the Cannes Film Festival because that's it's, awesome. Yeah. So we got like writers, painters. Well, I am painters. very honored. Yeah. I am very honored that you. Yeah, we love to have you on this. board. And I'm very You're sorry. Yeah, I'm very sorry. I didn't see that. Exactly. No, it's okay. Email. You've been very tied up, I know. So yeah, what happened? You know, Lee, Lee Stewart will send you a letter. Lee Stewart will yeah, send you a follow-up awesome. letter. Okay. okay. I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. But I want to say, you know, so we have the Sonoma Film Festival that goes on here. And oh, really? it's yeah. really yeah. like um, a major event. Um, Great. And yeah. what, what, why so is because we have... Three people that are great film writers that live in this area. One is John Lasseter, who does all the stuff for Disney. Like, he does a lot of things for Pixar. He did Cars. Wow. And do you know Cars is based on Sonoma? I didn't know oh, that. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Sonoma. That's yeah, it's all, like, about all the different cars and everything, because we have a uh-huh. racetrack near here. It's called Infineon. It's not very wow. far from us. And it's an IndyCar. They do IndyCar races there and stuff like that. So... We have, um, and every year they honor um, a great movie actor or actress. And, I mean, mm-hmm. imagine, I mean, there's wine here, there's amazing chefs, there's amazing music. Um, the the film festival last year, I believe, um, yeah, and it's coming up, like, very soon in the fall, they had Merle Streep. They bring in these actors and actresses. They all come in. Um, everybody... It's like a. It starts like on a Thursday, Spence. Because Thursday, oh, wow. Friday. Okay. Are you okay? Are you okay? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. It starts like on a Thursday, and it goes like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and every day, all day long, there are movies going on from like seven in the morning to like twelve o'clock at night, in the different old theaters that are around here that are beautifully, beautifully restored, and then they have a big grand reception. Um, where they toast the actor or the actress that they are, um, wow. you know, doing. And a lot great. of people come here um, because everybody wants to come to wine. Do they tie in wine with it? Do they tie in the wine? Yeah, with it? yeah. yeah. Wow. Each, vin- each vineyard. Oh, wow. Um, what oh, they God. do, what yeah. they do is they have a, um, a vintage um, classic that they do each year for the film festival. Oh, so and cool. And it's all based on the movies. Mm-hmm. Like, what they'll do is, um, you know, just name the, usually the, they'll name a wine after it. But what's really funny is music, too, is a lot like that up here. There are a lot of vineyards that have um, a lot of wines. Like, there's one, the B.R. Cone wine, Winery, up here that does the fall festival every year. Mm-hmm. Like last year it was Heart and oh God, just so you could just bad company, all that. He manages oh, wow. the Doobie Brothers and they all live up here. Oh wow. So they oh, have wow. a they have a they have a studio right on the vineyard. So you have wines that are named after the Doobie Brothers, you have um you know, and, and Jack Blades and um Tommy Shaw they live up here, Carlos Santana, you know, but Getting back to film, Robin Williams um, uh, is in this area as long as as well as Jack uh, John Lasseter, uh-huh. and then you have wow. a lot of other really huge um, film writers that 
just are here, that live here, because they have family. It's really funny. It's They're a lot like CJ. They're very family-oriented. Are you there? Yeah. I I'm thought here, I lost honey. you. No, no, yeah, I'm here. Everybody, I'm on the phone. Everybody's, everybody's cool. Oh, wow, we're down to 13 minutes. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, um, I'm sorry. I'm just like, ah. But um, I want to say to everyone that um, I have been absent on the air lately, Red Velvet Media, and we were just taking a little bit of a short break with the summer because we're doing different projects. And um, I am going to be taking probably the next couple weeks off. And so my my Wednesday and Friday shows, will, um, I will be doing some pre-recorded shows that will be on and um, so that everybody doesn't miss me too much. But I just want to tell everyone that we are in the beginning of a beautiful summer, and um, I want everyone to know to embrace the season right now because this is such a great season for bands, going out, seeing bands, going to art openings, going out to, you know, concerts. This is great. This is the perfect time. Shakespeare in the Park, if you can get it, if you're into culture, do it. Barbecues, you know, just be safe and um, hold those that you love very close and dear and near to your heart with all your might because you never know what may happen day to day. Right? Sense? Right. Exactly. And our great Judith is in California right now. She is taking a three-week vacation, she told me, not very far from here. Um, she's two hours away from where I'm going to be, and she's at this really cool place. He said at one time it was a um, it was a an ashram. So I found that oh, really? really fascinating. Yeah, she wow. said that it was an ashram. It's so it's very spiritually based. Mm-hmm. And I want to mention to a lot of people there are a lot of really cool things happening in the world right now spiritually. Um, check out blackmesa.org um that's what the, about what the hopi indians are going through right now there's a lot of crop wow. circle stuff going on um i'm i'm giving you my pop culture news from the west coast i mean it's like basically no, it's good yeah yeah a lot of people are tuning in they're not tuning out and um it's really important right now and i can't i can't stress it enough that we focus on positive things to bring about an awareness for everyone to have like a good a good vibe. Music is so important. So if you can find a soundtrack for your life or <clears throat> a soundtrack for the summer, I mean, the Ramones are really upbeat. I mean, you know, any kind of music that's really happy, um, you know, and if you're an artist yourself that would like to be considered for um the Indie Cafe and or the Red Velvet Media um shows Drop us an email. Both Spencer and I are on um, Facebook. Red Velvet Media is all over Facebook. We have a YouTube channel. Spencer, is. I'm going to talk to you about creating an Indie Cafe page because I think that would be kind of cool. But I know you want to minimize it. You want to keep everything kind of like... I know. Spencer is always busy working on stuff. and I'm going to be tied up for a while. But I'm going to tell everyone that there are so many amazing books and everything being um, released right now. So we're down to nine minutes, and we have a song to play. And Good. So I want to ask you, Spencer, if there's anything you would like to say to everyone today 
before I just want to go. wish everybody the best of health, success in their life. I want to say a special hello to Judith, Justin, yeah. and Ariel in the world. And, and Zani. Uh, and Zani. And Zani Rudolph. Haven't heard from I her in so Zani, long, but yeah. I love Zani. And uh, I want to wish Holly the best of health and everybody else. And, and the whole world, you know. And my world. mom's listening. My mom's your listening. Your mom. And your mom. My mom, my pillar of strength right now. Oh. Yep. I love her so much. She's such a. She, she did the cooking on Facebook show with me recently. You missed that. I love it. Oh my God! It's a really I'm gonna get fun started, show. Yeah, we prob- had we had a lot of fun doing it get together. Hungry. You know. <laughs> it's a great creative. No. Food. Oh my God. I'm dying for a cupcake right now. And you know, I have been eating a lot of cupcakes lately because you cannot not cry. You cannot not smile if you do not eat cupcakes. (laughs) So I'm keeping myself smiling by eating lots of cupcakes and being happy and um, enjoying the summer. Yeah. Just one more thing. This is really, I forgot to mention the cutting room. Listen to this. The cutting room. Has yeah. a rock the boat seven day Caribbean concert cruise. Oh, how cool! New, I love New York, cruises. New York to the Bahamas, October twenty sixth to November second. Garland Jeffries, uh-huh. Willie Nile, and James Maddock are playing on the boat. <gasps> Killer cruise! What's and the website so for that? So we can tell we everyone get, what's the website. www.thecuttingroomnyc.com. Okay, well, so let me tell you w- something. Willie Nile, another one-of-a-kind, real-deal person, um, right. if you missed our interview with him. You can, oh, any of these past shows are permanent collections on iTunes and also on the Red Velvet Media Network, and it'll say the Indie Cafe, plus then there are a lot of really cool Red Velvet Media shows with authors and, and stuff like that. Um, just real quick, um, Red Velvet Media has some shows coming up um, in a couple weeks, we'll be having um, some really great um, book authors. I'm going to have Max back with his book on um, Cronus Rising, um, a lot of other really cool things, and Dick Wagner from Alice Cooper. Oh, um, cool. <coughs> excuse me, I'm sorry. Coughing. Um, but, yeah, I really am so grateful to be here today. And, great um, show want to tell everyone out there to please have a really great weekend no matter where you are in the world and um, you know there's so much I have to say this there's so much going on in the world right now and I, and I don't even want to get into the drama because it's like you draw it in and it's going to be bad no but, no 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 you know I'm it's a crazy world Holly it's a crazy world stay, your, stay informed be aware of your surroundings that's all I'm going to about that. Very good. It's excellent. Yeah. And with that, I want to tell everyone to have a beautiful, safe, wonderful weekend. Don't drink and drive. And um, uh, enjoy the summer. Enjoy it for what it is. Because, you know, this summer we're not going to have it. You're going to have another one next year, but enjoy the moment that you're in right now. One day at a time, right? Right. Call me later, yeah. Holly, all right? Call me I later. I love you. I love you. Call and me later. for everyone, yeah, and we're going to end the show with a song called Aloha Oi. That um, That CJ said um, uh, Johnny Cash had covered. So this is going to be interesting. Oh. All right, here we go. Thank you, Spencer. I'll talk to you later. Thank you, Hal. See you later. <laughs>